Hey, welcome. I'm sitting in for Alan Carter, and we're looking into the future, and we're trying to be positive here. We got a lot of things to cheer on. I'm still feeling pretty good about that gold medal in the 200 meters for Canada. We'll talk about it later this afternoon. And right now, though, you know, we looked at everything we know about the back-to-school program and ventilation and how kids are actually going to make it work. Well, what about screen time? We've learned a lot in this pandemic, and children have been educated on screen. On top of one of the worries is the amount they are spending there, and we're going to talk about it as what parents have as a challenge as they send their kids back to school. I mean, has there been a change in the definition of good screen time? Joining us is Mohit Rajan's parenting and technology expert. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. I'm sorry if in the background you can hear the parenting that just started around me because uh, obviously right when I was ready to do a live radio hit, um, the parenting happened. So I apologize for the real-time background noise that you're hearing. Uh, no problem. Absolutely not. It adds It adds to the feeling adds, here. Yeah. That's um, what I chewed them up. Me, I chewed them up. I yeah. think, you know, it'll be better if you start making noise in the background because, you know, let's be honest, that's what exactly... A lot of parents are feeling right now when it comes down to what's happening. Um, a little bit of a hybrid at home of having kids uh, running around a little bit and on screens as well. Yes, and it's become the new normal. Now, if kids are going back to school, how does this change? How do you see screen time in kids moving forward as the fall hits? Well, anyone who's written about parenting like myself or screen time like myself has had to throw the playbook out within the last 18 months because the bottom line is for the first four or five years or for the past four or five years, a lot of the education around was was around extreme messaging when it came down to screen time with kids. It was a lot of, you know, watch out what your kids are interacting with. Where are they going? How much time are they spending there? And then the reality of the pandemic really hit, which were the idea that Many parents had to juggle working while they were trying to entertain and educate and help with the education process of their kids. And the idea of what screen time meant wasn't the same and hasn't been the same. So now we're in a situation where we have to come to grips with the fact that we've got two generations that have entered the digital world, sorry, two decades that have been here within the digital world, and a few generations are interacting. And now we have to figure out what that hybrid um, positivity can be with reference to having kids on these screens and also getting the best from them. Has there anything that's happened in the pandemic that has changed your mind about some of the positivity of, of screen time in kids? I mean, look, it kept them going, but is there anything else that's a takeaway that we've learned? I think one thing we have to make sure that we're clear about is that kids aren't just kids. Kids of different age groups have different needs and have different senses of curiosity and therefore manage to gravitate towards screen time in different ways. For instance, if you have a child that's younger than the age of five and you're using screens as babysitters, that's probably not the best thing. But if you have a child that's under the age of five and you can engage in the active app, that gives you the ability to be able to do a little bit of your part as a parent and also understand a little bit about the world that they live in. I think the broad nature of the way we parent with screen time is what we're going to have to sort of get away from. And now we're going to have to start looking at it from the idea of different phases of life. For instance, if you want to go to an interactive museum with your child, we're probably not going to do that Mm. at the age of six, but you could do that at the age of 12. If you want to introduce your child to what road safety is, 
will be like once they do go back to school because they haven't had some of that information, there's ways to do that online as well. So we're not necessarily talking about an end-all solution. We're talking more so about what are the specific needs of kids based on age groups and how do these ecosystems actually feed into that? What do you feel about, I mean, we started to focus on screen time in kids and it was seen as as a negative that there was going to be this generation Children who were losing touch and connectivity. Well, look what we just all been through. You want to talk about losing touch and te- and connectivity? But is there a way of looking at screen time so it's it's not all negative? You, you know, mm-hmm. are we finding out here that there are other things happening to humans that are positive because of screen time? You know, that's a great point. The point is, we create connection. Right. And so video chats, for example, in the way that we see kids interacting online, sometimes on message groups, we realize that that's all coming down to connection and wanting to be able to still connect with people. But I think the real opportunity with all of this becomes where is that connection at home? Take, for example, if you have a child that you are just introduced in the past two or three years uh, onto their own device you should know what their top three apps are that they use and spend time on. But not only should you know that, you should know what they're about, how it operates, what their login information is, because in many cases, you don't know what Roblox is, you don't know what Discord is, and you don't know what some of the, what Twitch is. And if we as parents have, who have grown up and watched this sort of unfold in front of us can't make that, that you know, extra step and stop and say, what are these three apps that you're spending this time with? How can we make sure that we understand a little bit more about what you're spending time doing? And is there something positive from it? Think about how many times as parents we spend a lot of time on certain things. We think to ourselves, well, that's satisfying to us. We learn, we read, we educate ourselves. Kids are doing some of the same stuff, and we can't think it's all negative. But it, but some of it is, and we know that it's a dangerous and wild world out there. How does that apply to this? We seem to find out a little bit more about that every day. When you say monitor and know what apps are being used, let's face it, sometimes you only know the half of it. Definitely. And I, I do want to endorse one thing very quickly, is that education doesn't necessarily mean they're safe. Even on the two apps that I mentioned, including Roblox and Discord, there's a lot of negativity that goes around. And this, I like to remind parents that it's, it's not moderated. None of these, the ones that I just referred to are not moderated. So there's no big brother out there stopping and saying, that's abusive, don't post that or don't say that. So we have to be very careful about that. But I think that one of the philosophies I use, especially when I speak through dad spotting, is define the use to prevent the abuse. If you know your child is using a a PlayStation, for example, and in VR, you have to define what the use can be for it and know that they can't go online and interact with strangers. If they're on Discord, they're only going to be able to um, work with or uh, add people into their friend groups based on people that are verified as their friends. If you define the use, you prevent the abuse, and that definitely will help you understand a little bit more about how your kids under, you know, you're still parenting. You're not giving them a device and and not uh, parenting. The other piece of advice I always like to share with parents is share your data from screen time and your app downloads. I think as families, you know, if we're all sitting around for dinner at a dinner table, you would you would know what everyone's eating. And I think that parents, up until the age of 12 at least, have to really understand what sharing your data means because that screen time information that comes in your smartphone is very important in the monitoring mm-hmm. process. So you take a look at it and you look for yourself and say, where are they going? 
hundred percent. I think that we we forget, unfortunately, that as parents, our responsibility does not begin and end when passing the gadget to our child. Instead, our involvement. Hey, let's be honest. You know, when we're on social media, we look for entertainment as well. Our kids are as well, and sometimes we'll find it funny and interesting. There's also one other option I also want to remind um, parents about, which is slower media. And so often I'll speak to dads about the fact that there's fast-paced media, which is 15 seconds long, 13 seconds, you know, will just get you a quick bite, and it causes kids to be, you know, emotional, and they don't have attention. Slower media exists. If you want to do something interesting, listen to Morgan Freeman reading a story at night with your kid rather than reading it from um, an iPad. You know, there are audio podcasts, introduce them to your children at different ages because they cover a wide range of topics. So just focus a little bit less on the quick impact stuff that's out there and talk a little bit about how the maturation of content and how slow moving content might be another way to actually keep people um, engaged. All right. I'd like to thank you for joining us. It's a confusing world out there. But if you just said, I mean, there are a lot of positives here and it can be used in a completely different way. Mohit Rajan's parenting and technology expert. Thank you for joining us. Take care. Okay.